0: If your money could talk, what would it say? I often wonder this, and maybe it's just my imaginative thinking, but I have a feeling our money would say a ton, and it would reveal some secrets about us that maybe we don't want to see. So today, we're going to put money under a microscope, and we're going to figure out what our money says about us. Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy-to-digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage, and let's chat about money. Money is a crazy thing. We use it as currency, but we also use it as status symbols. We use it to boast our success and we use it as our way of determining our self-worth sometimes. So today I wanted to make it a little fun by personifying money and figuring out if money were to come alive, what would it say about you? What would it say about me? Now, remember, this is all in fun, but it is meant to get you thinking about how you spend your money and hopefully get you to be a little more mindful of where you put it. Also, every one of these points are going to come from the perspective of money talking directly to you. Cool? Cool. Let's get started. Number one, you don't care where I go. Oftentimes, we believe that we care about our money, but if you don't have a budget set in place a plan for where you spend your dollars and cents every single pay cycle, then what you're saying is you don't care where that money goes. As a parent, I know that I show my care to my children by asking where they're going to be, making sure that they're safe, and knowing exactly when they'll be home. That's a part of how I care. And it's the same thing with our money. When we budget, we're telling our money where to go, what category it belongs in, where it's assigned to this month, And how much of it is going there? When we don't do this, what ends up happening is we use that money for impulse purchases. Or we use that money for things we really don't need. Because the money is sitting there. And instead of us caring for it and protecting it, we let it wander where it may. A dollar not directed is a dollar that's going to be lost. Budgeting will completely resolve this issue. And your money will no longer feel like you don't care. Number two, I need to stretch more. Um, I'm going to take creative license here and assume that money is not talking about yoga. But if we think about it, a lot of times when we want something, we don't do enough research on it. We don't look at prices because we get so excited that this item is here right now and we purchase it. And then what happens? Buyer's remorse happens because you haven't spent enough time figuring out how to get the most bang for your buck. That's what it means by stretching your dollar, looking for ways that you can save the most amount of money on the items that you actually want and the things that matter to you. So looking for coupons, looking for sale items, shopping thrift stores, all of these things help you save money and stretch your dollar. You can get the same item for much less. Here's an example. I just bought a sun hat from Amazon. I need this sun hat because we're going to a really sunny place in just a couple of months, and I know that I'm going to need something to cover my face. I purchased it from Amazon for $19.99. It seemed like a great deal. I went to TJ Maxx a few days later, and I found an even better sun hat for $14.99. You may think, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's only $5, but that $5 could be used for a Starbucks coffee, It could be used for a part of my child's allowance. It could be used for five things from the Dollar Tree. It could be used for many other things. So why not get the $14.99 hat and return the Amazon hat? It's going to take one extra step from me, but that means that I'm able to stretch my dollars further and get something I really wanted for less. Which reminds me, I probably should cancel the Amazon purchase (laughs) before it gets delivered. Anyway, moving on. This is just one example of ways that you can stretch your dollars. I know that you have many other ways of stretching your money, but sometimes we don't use that stretchability enough. Sometimes we need to look further, give ourselves time. Don't rush into every purchase, but give ourselves time to research those purchases and see if we can get a better deal. See if we can get it somewhere else cheaper or get an alternative that might serve more than one purpose and give us more bang for our buck. Number three, you aren't helping me grow. What does this mean? Why is money telling us that we aren't helping it grow? Most of us still have our savings account with a traditional bank, a local bank, that is paying you a fraction of a fraction of a percent. An easy fix with this is is opening up a high-yield savings account. Most high-yield savings accounts are online, which do a couple of things. Number one, it's less accessible to you, which means you're prone to save more money for a longer period of time. Number two, it gives you higher interest, so you're actually making more money on your money. Number three, it takes a few days for you to withdraw money from it which means that if you wanted to use that money for an impulse purchase, it gives you time to really think. And I love that feature. I don't know that they meant to do it that way, but it does give you that opportunity to sit back and think for a moment if you really do want to withdraw the money. It's a great added benefit that comes with online savings accounts. You can click on the show notes to get some examples of some high yield interest savings so that you can do better with your money. Number four. You worry too much about making me instead of keeping me safe. Oh, brother, is this one true? We often go through the cycle of making money, spending it, then going back to make more money, then spending it, and we call that the, you're right, paycheck to paycheck cycle. But the more that we are able to make the money and keep it safe and keep it in a place where it's flourishing and not just being wasted, the more that we're able to have peace of mind and financial security. So money is right. You worry too much about making it, but you don't worry enough about keeping it and keeping it safe. Number five, you waste me to show others you have a lot of me. Is it true? Do you do this? I'll tell you, I used to do this all the time. I loved buying name brand shoes and name brand purses, and I loved Going and getting something that made me feel like I had status. Story time. I come from a Middle Eastern background, and I've always been taught indirectly that the possessions that I own, the things that I wear, the appearance that I have is what ultimately defines my success, my financial success. So the more that I purchase high end material things, a luxury car, a name brand purse, a very expensive pair of shoes. The more successful I look to my family and friends. And for a long time, this mentality was ingrained in my mindset. And as a result, we lived paycheck to paycheck for years because I always thought that the more money I had, the more I needed to put it into things that showed others that I had that money instead of actually using that money to help me build wealth. So if you're anything like me, or maybe you're like me on a much smaller scale, And just like the name brand shoes or the name brand watches or whatever it is that is your kryptonite, think about it for a minute. Are we taking our money and purchasing these possessions to show our success to others? Or are these possessions really bringing us that much joy? Because I'll tell you something, I looked in my closet a few years back and looked at all of the things I had which had been cluttering my space and realized that All of that clutter used to be my money. And now it's sitting collecting dust. I never use it. It's not serving me. And the people that I thought I was supposed to impress, as I started to think about it, I didn't feel the need to impress them. And so my mentality started to shift. My mindset started to be more receptive to the idea that my money should be mine. I should have a lot of money for me. I shouldn't be wasting it so that i can impress someone else show someone else that i've succeeded or get approval or validation from anyone else i know my worth and my worth isn't defined by my possessions anyway so i stop trying to seek validation from my family and friends i stop trying to impress others by my appearance and because of that i have much more peace of mind now number 6 you throw me away quite often i'm actually guilty of this too by the way <laughs> We do this without even thinking. How many grocery items have you put in your refrigerator, got really busy, and then at the end of the week, you realize some of those veggies and fruits have spoiled, and now you're forced to throw them in the trash. You literally took your money and put it directly into the trash can. It is sad to say it that way, but that's exactly what happens. Luckily for you, I am a grocery expert. So make sure you're listening in to all of the other episodes that have to do with grocery savings because I have a ton of tips and tricks for you so that you don't have to waste any more money on spoiled food. A few other ways that we throw away our money are energy usage in our homes, wasting gas on commutes when we could be using public transportation instead, not grouping all of our errands together on one day so we take the car out more than once per week, Paying for subscriptions we don't use and don't serve us anymore because we're afraid that somehow we're going to be missing out on something. Spoiler, you can always go back to those subscription services if you later find out that it was serving you. But I'll tell you something, you probably won't go back. You'll realize how much money is in your pocket and how much that service really didn't serve you. Just a thought. But there are so many ways that we actually throw away our money. If we sit and look at all of our bills and we look at all of the things that we do on a weekly basis, we'll realize some of these spending leaks and we can start controlling them because the more that we can optimize our money, the less that we waste, the more money we have to grow our wealth. And that's the ultimate goal because when you can grow your wealth, what that means is You have options to live life on your own terms. You have the choice and the freedom to do whatever you want to do with your money. And it gives you the choice of how you want to spend your time. When you can grow your wealth to a certain point, you're able to spend more time the way you want. You may decide to quit your 9 to 5. You may decide to create your own business or you may decide to retire early. In any case, you will have those options. And that's the amazing thing about growing your wealth. And that's our number one goal. Save money, pay off debt, grow our wealth, and be financially secure so that we have more say in how we live our lives. And finally, number seven, you blame me for all your problems. Isn't this the truth? Don't we do this? If we're in debt, it's because we don't have enough money. If we're living paycheck to paycheck, it's because we don't have enough money. If we can't afford the things we love, it's because we don't have enough money. We blame every single thing in our lives around money instead of our behaviors. When it comes to being in debt, was the money the one that put you in debt? No, it was your choice. Maybe it wasn't always your choice. Maybe there were medical bills that had to be paid. Maybe there were student loans that had to be taken so that you can get an education. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the high interest consumer debt, the credit card debt, where we use that money to purchase things on a whim without thinking, and then five years later, we're still paying for the cost. That's what I'm talking about. If we're in debt, it's not because we lacked the money. It's because we lacked the discipline to wait, to save for that item. A lot of credit card companies bank on the fact that we don't have delayed gratification, that we look at something and we must have it now. And knowing that we have credit behind us makes it so much easier for us to whip out that plastic card, give it to the cashier and ring up our payment. Is that really money's problem or is that a behavioral thing with us? Is that a discipline lack on our side? We need to stop blaming everything on our money. Our problems didn't derive because of the money. It derived because of the way that we behave with our money. So the more that we start to be more mindful of how we use our money, how we behave with it, how we think about it, the better our relationship will be with it. And the more that it will grow and thrive and flourish so that it can start serving us better. That might be just one example of how we blame money for our problems. Let's talk about the paycheck to paycheck problem. That's a money issue? No, that's a budgeting issue. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, that means that you haven't planned out how you're going to spend your money. You don't know where your money's going. You don't know what bills you have paid and which ones still are outstanding. You haven't determined how much you're going to put towards each debt yet. And you end up just paying the minimum because, again, you're living paycheck to paycheck. But that living paycheck to paycheck issue is not a lack of money. It is a budgeting problem. If you can learn to budget your money and start directing it where it needs to go, you won't live paycheck to paycheck anymore. We have a budgeting masterclass that talks all about this. And really helps you go step by step in creating a good plan that works realistically for your lifestyle. If you want to join, the link is in the show notes, and you can also check out ginazakariah.com slash training and you can save your seat there as well. The bottom line is that without a budget, paycheck to paycheck lifestyles are inevitable. It's hard for you to plan all of that in your head and not have a plan for how your dollars are being spent. We shouldn't be blaming our money for that it's not a money thing. It's a planning thing. And once we start to fix those issues, our money starts to flourish. Now let's talk about affording more things. This also goes into the budgeting sphere. If we are blaming the lack of money on being able to afford the things we really want and the things that we know are going to bring us joy, then it's time we start a savings plan a sinking fund category in our budget. If you have my budget binder, you know that on this spreadsheet, I have savings right on top with income. And the reason why I have it that way is because I view savings as a top priority. Not only just emergency savings, but savings for that class that you've been wanting to take, for that vacation you've really wanted to take your family on, for that new purse you want, for that new car that you've been dying to get into. All of those things, you can afford. Maybe you can't afford them in the next day or two, but with good planning, you can start affording the things you want. Let's stop putting the blame on money for these problems and start taking accountability by fixing those issues that cause those problems. I really had fun talking about money in such a lighthearted way, but also revealing a lot of the things that sometimes we don't think about. I think sometimes when we think about something in a different way, it kind of opens the door to us being more receptive to the idea that change is possible. And we have the power to make changes in our lives today that can not only affect our money in a positive way, but can also affect our lives in a positive way. So I encourage you to look at these seven and figure out, is your money saying this stuff about you? And if it is, I would love to know your thoughts. Send me an email at hello at GinaZachariah.com and tell me which of these seven is definitely holding true for you and which one you're planning on improving in the future. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.